I'd say check it out, man. All right. Hey, streamers. What's up? No one's in here yet. Yep. We're here. Oh, there's a stream. Yeah. You should... Uh, did you did you link it anywhere? I'll be linking... Um, so you can go to drywall.ws slash live, and it's embedded there. But if you if the chat... I'll be, I'm, I'm about to post it on Twitter. Okay. Oh man, YouTube live streams are so weird. It's great that they put emoji in the chat for YouTube live. They did? What? Yeah, you can put emojis in there. Oh, that's cool. It's so pointless. Like, why would you want to put emojis in a chat room? <laughs> this is... It's episode 7! Uh, I'm... I'm fucked. You're fucked? Yes. Is that true? Is how I beat Shaq and... And Corey in the house, I'll have a BPM of 107. Actually, no. Uh, only two of those have a BPM of 107. And I think the Corey in the house seems a little bit slower, maybe by like two or three beats per minute. You were the only one who would know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was because one day somebody had started like talking about like all these like songs like that. And I was like... Somebody gave me the idea to put those all on top of each other, so I did. And that was actually God. a tweet that I made, like, a long-ass time ago. And then I just set it as my YouTube channel name. Oh, and I can't change it back. I ran out of name changes. That's my name forever. Oh, wait, that's your name. Uh, on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the comment, not your name. <laughs> no, no, that's my actual channel name. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. Did you click on it? That is quite a YouTube channel name. I'm so proud. <laughs> Dude, you need to get a short link to that. A short link? Like youtube.com slash how I beat Shaq, little Bow Wow's basketball I, in the course. <laughs> I did, but uh, I don't know what happened. It, uh, that's weird. Google was probably like, this is not okay. This link is too long. I think they, they figured it out that I was changing my name too many times, so... I think it was as of 2012, I don't have any more name changes, but they might have, like, like lifted that or something. I don't know. I'm not changing it, though. I don't see any yeast. Games <laughs> and guac? Oh. Games and guac. I got followed by that today. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Their second tweet ever was just tweet the good tweet. I don't think anybody's watching. That's okay. Uh, I sent it to somebody. Uh, one person. Let's see. I don't know why anyone would watch. I just stream because it's, you know, you might as well. Here, I'm going to send this to... Uh, I'm going to send it to eBay. <laughs> eBay's official Skype. Retweeted by eBay official. No, I mean, I'm just sending it to eBay over Twitter. <laughs> Dude, fucking eBay, man. What a great what a great thing. It really is. If you want to look for stupid, pointless shit. <laughs> watches. Vintage watches. That's you it. know, if it weren't for eBay, I wouldn't have, like, a K Reno record, a LaChat record, and two Project Pat records for $4. Wait, really? That, Damn. That's quite an achievement. <laughs> I need that. I'll sell it to you, but it's not going to be for $4. <laughs> It'll be for 5 Can I put this uh, stream link on Twitter? Yes, please. Go ahead. No, okay. use, you can use the hashtag DryCast if you want. You don't have to, but uh, that will get everything moving. Oh, damn, I almost linked my own YouTube channel. On accident. Alright, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Dude, we're going up. We're going up. Only up from here. 
All right. Maximum wait, networking. Wait, that's not the right expression, is it? It's only down from here, right? I mean, like, like down the down the rabbit hole or something like that. I I don't know. It's only left down, from here. Down the matrix hole. The down the the matrix reference. Here, here we go. All right, I'm gonna start the recording. It's probably too early because I haven't finished drinking coffee, but fuck it, we'll do it. I don't want to talk anyway. All right. Yes. I should just like stop messing with this mic. Is anything stupid I do to it and think like this isn't gonna go through on the audio thing? It does. Wait, you don't have a push to talk on? Well, I have it on push to talk, but I removed the pop filter on this ten dollar mic and then I threw it away, so oh. everything gets caught in it. <laughs> uh... Started recording. Uh... All right. I'm gonna give me just a second and I'll. I gotta prep my voice. You know. That's a joke. It is a joke. I hope you leave that, like, screaming bit in the intro. No. The show starts immediately with screaming. Please, just just leave it in. No, see, okay, that's the, the key to drywall is to start out legit and then get him in. Because drywall is not about entertainment. Drywall is about making money. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to I'm going to try to do this here. Hello Zillion and welcome stupid stretch. Uh, dude, come on. <laughs> come on, man. Ah! Okay, no intro to the podcast. It's just screaming. All right. Oh no, the doge began barking. All right. Let, let's start the show. No, I have to go up and kick him to death. We'll wait. Rest, rest in peace, doge. <laughs> Fuck that fucking dog. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Drycast. Today is, uh, well it's actually Tuesday, January 13th, but happy Wednesday. Uh, I'm your host, David Blue. Um, live from Studio Eat, of course. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, we actually have Birdman um, in Studio Eat, so that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, that's me. Hi, I'm Birdman. Um, I'm from Young Money. Uh, Lil Wayne is my son, and I produce uh, a type of music. Yeah. All right. So also joining us is BMW, the familiar voice of BMW. Always here. I want to leave. We're streaming live. Uh, the trial website was redone, and you can now uh, view us live. 24-7, that's not true, at drywall.ws slash live, but I don't know why you would, because that's just pretty much, you just go there, and then you and then you go immediately to the YouTube channel. Um, why does it say Elliot Roger the second? <laughs> uh, we'll worry about that. I, I can describe that later if you want, but... Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, so we're live. Remember, you can always join us in the Twitter hashtag drycast. Please do. Um, again... Remember, taking a vacation with your family, you know, you want to send family or va vacation pics back to your family, just throw a hashtag in there. Hashtag DryCast. Just populate it. Get it up and full and bursting like an infection. So, Gross. of course, the first segment, um, well, it's petty chatter, but also introductions. BMW has already been introduced too many times. So, Birdman, I guess you've already introduced yourself, haven't you? So, Petty Chatter. Petty Chatter is where we just, uh, basically, what have you been doing lately? We've just met you, Birdman, but now I want to know what you've been doing recently. Mm, I guess as of the past week, uh, I've been working on a semi-serious album. And if anyone knows me, I guess most of the music that I've done isn't really, like, serious to any degree. Like, uh, I don't know, a good example would be Hamburger Helper, which is a side project. Yeah, I just listened to a little bit of that. It's it's, it's pretty good. Uh, also, let's see, I listened to 
what's the other track I listened to? I think it was uh, Loud Panties. Ah, yes. Oh yeah, from a uh, 2014 throwaways. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't downloaded that stuff yet. I remember looking at it on your Bandcamp before. I don't know why I don't have any of it. Yeah, uh, Loud Panties and the rest of whatever 24, uh, 2014 throwaways is just basically what the title is. Everything that I've thrown away in 2014 didn't finish. And uh, it's all, I don't, I don't want to say it's all clipping mashups. There's only two songs out of the 24 that are on there. But the longest ones are mashups with clipping and the rest are like, I don't know, things that I never finished, really dumb. I'm excited. Stuff. I'm excited that there are more clipping enthusiasts out there. Oh yeah, clipping's great. He's, he's talking about a group called clipping, not the actual audio clipping. Well, Dude, clipping, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Clipping's audio actually has clipping in some songs, if if uh, that makes sense. I'm upset now. We got any audio engineers out there? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, I hope not. Please go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about how Dark Side of the Moon is the best news album of all time. HD, DVD, Dark Side of the Moon, five channel, piss blowout. <laughs> <laughs> is it actually five channels? They released uh, on Super Audio CD, yes. They released a Super Audio CD of Dark Side of the Moon. I've heard it several times wow. on a wow. five-channel system because my uh, electronics teacher had it. He was cool. See, he could be a, a Dark Side of the Moon guy. That band, I don't know, the Dark Side, of, the Dark Moon band. He could be an enthusiast because, you know, he's like 60. So that's okay for him to be into Dark Side of the Moon. Um, Wait, are we talking about the band or the, the Pink Floyd album? I, You know, it's all the same. They're all, oh. it's, yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. Those people, those people over there. All right, hang on, I'm, I'm going to cover it. Money. Yeah. Money's bad. Money's bad. I'm Pink Floyd. Money's bad. Bow, ching all right, we just covered Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, entirety. See you guys next week. <laughs> no, but like, I remember you played like your uh, early drywall shit for your like audio engineer guy, and he just like started laughing, and everyone else was just like, "Please turn that off." <laughs> yeah, he. I played it over. Um, I played Devangelo over that five-channel system, and he was laughing his ass off. But uh, all the other like you know students were trying to look away and like you know they were they weren't right amused <laughs> but he he just lo like he likes that um he taught me everything i know basically he taught me everything about audio that i know uh and i told him then i was like you know i i want to learn this so i can ruin this like basically, <laughs> basically, and and he was like yeah that this was me in high school too like uh he Basically, you know, just just ruin audio equipment. Everything, everything you told me, you know, this is what stresses out an amp. This is what stresses out a speaker. This is what's bad for. It. And I was, and, and he's like, here's how to ruin this stuff. So I know, I know how to ruin shit. Oh man, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, he was a great guy. Uh, great guy, definitely. That was the only class that I've ever taken that's good. That was good in any capacity. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I I need to stop talking because it's all about you, Birdman. Um, let's see. Oh. Uh, 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 are we still on uh, what, what was Petty Chatter? I regret saying that I just downloaded that 2014 throwaways like yesterday because, like, yeah. I saw that you tweeted it um, with like the YUM thing, and I thought that it had like 
different codes and only like one person can download it or some shit. And I was like, oh. oh, damn, I missed my chance. No, no, I was like thinking about making 2014 throw always like some sort of like promo thing for like the actual like serious album that I'm going to come out with, but I was just like, fuck it. So I released it uh, publicly. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's not that like great and there's not really that much like special to it other than like, I don't know, the what I'd say I'm the most proud of is just track one with the dumbest title, <laughs> Loud Panting. Well, that's good because it's the only track I listen to. Yeah. So you are working on an album. I've heard like a bunch of your um mixes like bird bather and crow party and all that and they're they're like mashups with like electro house and like hip-hop and stuff like that is that kind of what your uh next album is going to be like uh no not really it's uh it's something completely different i'm working more like in uh like ambient sort of sounds and industrial like uh i can't really even describe it that way. i guess there's some sort of like breakcore elements in one of the songs but um as a whole the more like it's very like minimally sample based i guess there's maybe so, two or three not like it at all not like it at all and um i was thinking about doing like another long mix like bird bather or crow party because uh those are just so much fun to do and i spent like a week just like i don't know trying out different things and throwing stuff on top of each other and it just comes out with some huge 20 minute train wreck of a thing with like toho music and rap acapellas and whatever else and it just sort of turned into what track one on 2014 throwaways was there's a move that dope on there there's like a clipping song track two has like some little b video that i sampled that i i don't know yeah because i remember i followed you right after you dropped bird bather and around that time i was doing mixtapes and it was like Adderall feast and I heard bird bather and I thought that you like did that on like virtual DJ or some shit and I was like shit I need to step my game up like this is way more entertaining than anything I've ever made <laughs> no I uh plus you put a uh, project pat sipping on some scissor on there and I just burst out laughing when that started coming in over the like house music it was great <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I come back and, like, listen to, like, uh, Bird Bather 1 and 2 and Crow Party, and I just, like, I don't know. Some people tell me that they listen to, like, I've heard, I've had somebody tell me that they listen to this while they were, like, deadlifting, while they're, like, working out. Somebody told me that. What? Like, like, a, yeah. They told me they were listening to it, like, while they're doing, like, a four-mile run or something like that. And, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but mostly, mostly, like, the people who listen to it are, like, close friends of mine or, like, people who went to my high school or something and know that, like, like I don't know, the Bird Bather 1 and 2 are the things that I'm most known for, I guess, just because of the album cover, you know, looks like a... Something. And I know, like, I know, like, like, you said something about, like, Chinese Vaporwave when you were doing the Crow Party thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's two songs on Crow Party, which are made by, under the alias Syrup Digital Limited, which were supposed to be, like, Chinese vaporwave songs. I was gonna try to make, make like, a full, like, a full-length album or mixtape or something like that, of just nothing but Chinese vaporwave. But after making two songs, I was like, this is, this is actually kind of boring. Like, uh... So, when you say Chinese vaporwave, do you mean, are you, like, using Chinese, like singers over like vaporwave beats or do you mean like something else i <clears throat> what i did was uh i looked up like really old like 70s and 80s chinese pop songs uh... and anything that i thought uh 
I don't know. I don't know if this is the mindset of like all vaporwave artists, but I just thought anything that I thought would sound good slowed down and chopped up. Uh, I just kind of started messing around with, and there are two hold on, the two songs, which one of them is called Happy New Year, and the other one's called Blue Face. Uh, they're both pop songs that were when I looked at like the groups that made them, they're incredibly popular in China, mainland China at least. And after making those, like I was just like, I have the capacity to make vaporwave, and if I wanted to, I could. But I just think it's kind of boring and lazy. Yeah, because all you have to do is you take like smooth jazz, you slow it down, and mm-hmm. then you find some samples to go over it. Yeah. Or just like Genesis sounds. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we trashed vaporwave the last episode. We're not gonna go into that again okay. i was just curious about chinese vaporwave thing yeah well that's that's what it means it's just chinese pop songs i guess slow down that's what i did at least somebody else has probably done that out there too i i'd like magic that it would sound like something from like that that john woo movie the killers or something like that where it's just that like <laughs> girl that's like singing in chinese but it's like slowed down and it sounds like something you would hear in a mall oh man that actually would be great mall i haven't seen if. that movie but i can imagine what that sounds like you okay like David and I watched that movie. It's really, it's like, uh, it's not like a great movie, but like the action, like scenes in it are just phenomenal. What was this movie? It, it's like, um, yeah, it's called The Killer. Um, it's like watching a movie where like everyone has no repercussions for their actions and they just have bottomless clip on all their guns. <laughs> it's got an 8.0 on IMDb. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty famous movie. So, um, not to interrupt the conversation, but in the related videos to the to the podcast stream is building a cow shed eleven. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I see that too. What yeah. the hell? So I obviously oh, I, I let I let uh, let us down on the tags. <laughs> Fly fishing Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh um, shit! Oh. Fly fishing Pennsylvania? Fly fishing. Oh god. What else is there? That How might be the most boring cast? stream ever. Twenty four seven fish fly fishing stream. Oh, it's because of the word cast. Uh Aha. Yeah, yeah. That You're a genius. Look at is you. Is dry casting like an actual like term that you use for fishing? Like I, I don't know. I hope not. Where did where did the word I, the name dry cast come from? Okay, so drywall. Oh um, okay. Yeah, and then it's just uh just came oh, from yeah. Like uh there's dry cast dry net which is that's the uh the drywall server that has a bunch of downloads on it um there's uh what else what else there's the dry well, there's, there's the dry blog just, which has nothing on it <laughs> drywall it's just kind of like evolved from like a joke music project to being just about everything that david does online that's exactly what it is is it's i i just everything that i want to do I do it on drywall. So since we're doing the petty chatter segment, I want the mu- I want more music stuff. Like I will shut up. But since we're doing the petty sa- ch- chatter segment, and I'm on this subject, I'm gonna go next. What have I done lately? Well, too much is what I've done lately. We're doing an Evo review after the podcast. Oh. Look that up. Uh, the Juke review is coming out soon. I don't want to edit it anything anymore i am I am done. I am I'm going to though. Uh, so it's gonna be coming out soon. Ah. Uh, the drawl website was completely redone a few nights ago. I was looking at the the homepage and realized, you know what, this isn't a funny joke anymore. Just the HTML, uh, <laughs> and so and so I was like, fuck it, and I got into it and I spent eight hours redoing everything. The entire server structure was redone. Um, 
we're all good. The Elliot Roger 2 thing you mentioned earlier, uh, wow, the logo is clipped a little bit. Perfect, now that I see that. I mean, I made that logo in literally less than 60 seconds in GIMP. <laughs> so, um, but Elliot Roger 2, uh, you know, man, I everyone sort of <laughs> forgot about Elliot Roger, and I'm really interested in him. He's uh, probably one of my favorite celebrities. So I guess, like... You know, I've, I've, I I identify with Elliot Roger, definitely. That's awesome. Um, you know, after sitting in the Evo, I want to sit in Elliot Roger's BMW and, like, like analyze everything about it. Like, what, what was his CDs? What was he listening to in his car? When I can he, tell you right now. Dude, all that shit. I have an archive of all of Elliot Roger's videos uh, that, I, that I, <laughs> I downloaded them all shortly after, you know, he had a... Shortly after he had his party thing, where he, you know, and uh, so they're going to be going up on Drynet soon. Uh, well, assuming if Elliot Rogers' YouTube channel gets taken down, they'll be going up on Drynet. So don't oh, worry about uh, that. I don't mean to butt in, but have I remember finding this a long time ago? But there's a Elliot Roger Vaporwave album out there. What? Yeah, it's. What? Uh, oh God. <laughs> If you go to elliotroger.bandcamp.com, there's an album called uh, My Twisted World, and every single one of the song titles are quotes from him. Uh, yeah, I'm working on his manifesto called, right now. Yeah, track two is called I Will Be a God. Uh, track six is probably the, one of the like best titles. Is Heaven is wait Heaven is the darkest hell if you have to experience it alone. Um, and track ten, yeah, like these are all just absolutely incredible i'm downloading like, it in fly i accidentally typed in elliot rogers and i got a completely different band camp than what you guys are talking about i want to see what that is oh what the hell is blues superheroes and potato chips <laughs> close enough and and there's a song on there called the blind woman boogie oh my god jeez oh, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to this i'm i don't want to listen to this it's kind of weird but Okay. Oh man, this is like terrible, like Mexican rock. But yeah, uh, <laughs> L.A. Rogers Vaporwave is a thing, and you can download it. I, I'm yeah, seriously, I'm prepping the Flack download right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I don't listen to it because like uh, my friend listens to it because he thinks it's funny and like he just likes to play it in the car and just because it makes other people like mad. But I listened to it, like, completely on my own one time, and I thought it was, like, one of the eeriest things and, like, just most unsettling experiences. You know, Elliot Roger, like, in comparison to a lot of um, serial killers, uh, a lot of, you know, whatever they call those people. Mass shooters. Yeah. Uh, to me, he's not frightening at all. None of, nothing he said is frightening, because it's, it's just so naive. Um, yeah. Like, I, I'm reading his manifesto right now, and it, it, it's not scary. It's just his life story. So, but it's who like, wants to uh, talk about Elliot Roger? You know, not <laughs> no no one wants to hear what David Blue has to say about Elliot Roger because it's, I've heard enough about what David Blue thinks about Elliot Roger. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But suffice it to say, I'm Elliot Roger too. I'm carrying on the legacy. So, yeah. All right. So, um, Elliot Roger too in here. Yeah. Okay. So petty chatter. Let's see. I I did redid the website. I didn't sleep for three days. Episode six is coming out. God, I still have to edit that. I'm not going to sleep tonight either. Uh, yeah, I'm a one-man media machine over here. I'm dying. Help me. <laughs> so you have to go through and like edit like two hours, three hours of a podcast. Do you like? I was listening to one of the other podcasts, and do you like cut out the spaces like in between people talking? Yeah. Um, episode three took me f about 14 hours of cumulative editing to edit. Oh, uh, but that was just because I actually had somebody 
recording in the actual studio eat which is a closet uh and so we're all <laughs> we're just doing it over team speak now that makes it a little bit easier but it's still a four or five hour process and that's not four or five hours like you start and and you know you kind of dilly dally around and then five hours later you have it done it's like five, four or five hours of looking at a timeline and scrolling and snipping and oh, but nice. um yeah episode four i didn't cut i cut it like the first parts but it was like three hours long so it's just like fuck it uh i might end up just leaving all this stuff in it kind of depends on how it sounds i generally just try to get out the long pauses but um yeah i i can't i just can't afford time wise to to you know uh, spend that kind of time every week editing so yeah but podcast yeah, editing but the, is uh... the, the thing about podcast editing is that you put in a ton of work and there will never be, it's a guarantee, there will never be any reward. Like, podcasts don't get you anywhere, you know, but podcasts don't go anywhere. The best part about Drycast, though, is it's an excuse for all of us to sit down and talk once a week, which, uh, that's my favorite part about podcasting, so. That's always nice. Yeah, and it leads to productivity and other things, so that's great. It keeps me sane, um, and it keeps me in check so that I don't turn into Elliot Roger 2. <laughs> let's see petty chatter i think that's all that's all i can remember doing honestly for the past few days filming evo review um it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it is gonna be great juke is gonna be the best thing yet evo is gonna be better than that uh whenever those get edited help me is um, juke like the title of the podcast no we reviewed the nice well, juke the uh, performance version of uh the nissan juke so uh let's see oh oh, oh, oh important thing it. To uh honk sorry there's a delay bmw that's that's why this is this is sucking a lot i'll i'll stop talking in just a second um so honk channel get, got set up if you go to uh vimeo.com slash honk i think or it might be slash channel slash honk you can um view the honk channel on vimeo uh another thing last important thing the drywall youtube channel will be coming back in full. So all the streams will be going back to the Drywall YouTube channel on January 24th. So mark the date. We won't be using this stupid old YouTube channel to stream anymore. Everything will be going back to Drywall. I'll be starting to stream Silent Hunter 5 again. Yay! Everybody wants that. I'm going through Silent Hunter 5, an entire story, live. Um, so that's going to be fun. And I'm going to stop talking now. That's that's all that, that I've been doing. Good Goodbye. <laughs> Ads. Anyway, the Nissan Juke uh, episode is going to be really cool because we are actually setting it to a bunch of Juke and footwork music. <laughs> and it might be the first car review set to that kind of music. I can't really think of any other people who would actually do that. Yes, definitely. But I've been spending a lot of time in the evo because my m3 uh the heat system doesn't work on it and i've had to get that uh like replaced in the steering wheel so it's out of commission so instead of driving my two-wheeled sports car i'm driving a four-wheeled rally car around town and it is so much fun in a douchey like if i see red and blue lights in the mirror i'm going to get arrested kind of way <laughs> yeah you like the thing about that Evo is you don't even notice how fast you're going, which is, like, incredibly dangerous. Because once you put it in, like, rally, like, super sport mode, you're just, like, you go with the uh, engine on the pals. It's, like, you shift up on the gears. And then next thing you know, you're going, like, 60 miles an hour. And you're just, like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> oh, geez. it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyway, I think that's enough petty chatter. Okay, well, we have to talk about culture now.
Uh, okay, culture's done. Gender hell. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Gender hell. What? Uh, let's see. What? Okay, fucking Charlie Hibedu. All right, this fucking asshole. Ta- he calls up PewDiePie and he's like, "Yo, um, your girlfriend's a bitch. You're both useless." Right? PewDiePie fucking cries. They make it into a GIF. It's all over the PewDiePie wiki. PewDiePie oh, wiki oh, is gonna be embedded. Yeah. I'm writing it right now. PewDiePie wiki linked in uh, the fucking show notes. This Charlie guy, fuck him, alright? Fucking Charlie Hebdo. All the shit that he's been doing. <laughs> he should be bombed. Oh I don't know why Al-Qaeda I... wants to fucking avenge PewDiePie, though. They're talking about PewDiePie being some sort of fucking prophet. You know, whatever. Oh, dude, Charles is like the, uh, he's the John F. Kennedy of our generation. Rip. <laughs> People are gonna remember Charles. And Charlie Hebugo. Rest in peace. Alright, back to culture. What the fuck is PewDiePie? Like, pulling in five, $4 million a year. Uh, he streams. Does he stream all day? Do either of you know? Uh, I don't no, know. I don't. I don't think so. I Wait, think he gets you... money from like YouTube views and like channel ads. Yeah. Well, I know. I know that. I mean, he gets he gets money from using the same. He doesn't actually put any extra stuff. He just he does exactly what I do. You know, he just uh, enables ads in his videos. But what I can't figure out is is why they're worth anything. Um, because essentially he's just a guy. And I actually I don't like as far as. YouTube celebrities go. I could, I from what I've seen of PewDiePie, I've seen at least forty-five seconds of PewDiePie, and and I think that he was he was a lot more tolerable than Philip DeFranco. Um, so and at least he had, he didn't make a fucking kid yet. Philip DeFranco had a fucking kid. Oh wait, really? What? Why? Yeah, Philip DeFranco had a fucking kid, dude. Well, oh yeah, he's not that old. Well, he is. Yeah, he is kind of. That old. kid is gonna grow up with AdSense on him he's not gonna grow up i'm gonna make sure of that his child support is just adsense money <laughs> live on drycast i'm going to kill philip defranco's son money. like completely raised on youtube ad money <laughs> he probably could but no, i don't like, think philip defranco is as big as he was like in 2010 no uh, okay philip defranco um does other stuff he kind of used youtube to do other stuff but he still does uh the wednesday thing where he's like it's hump day <laughs> he, he's okay the worst thing about philip defranco is he took the drywall holiday all right the sacred <laughs> holiday and even charlie hebdo wouldn't take the drywall uh holiday and fuck it up all right he takes the drywall holiday and he turns it into something not okay who the fuck does that you know that's wrong he's just disrespecting iowa fuck you phil I'm gonna kill your kid. <laughs> Threats in Studio E. Threatening to kill Philip DeFranco's child live. So was this, was this child like born like like in the past year? I don't know. Oh, I don't I don't think that matters. It's really it's actually really hard to hate stupid people like Philip DeFranco because he's kind of just like you know this smiley guy with dimples. He's like it's like he he would be working at my gas station, but <laughs> he, somebody saw him uh, and you know he, I don't know he's he's just kind of a your average fucker. Your I used to watch fucker. his. I used to watch his videos like a long, long time ago when he first got like started, and he was actually kind of funny. But now it's just he's the same as the rest. He was never funny, but the way he talks is the only part that really makes him annoying. And he's got that sort of like uh that that new way of speaking. I don't I don't know how to do it. Right, we kind of like oh fuck. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I, I can't. I can't describe it i can never describe it but he's got it's like an accent almost but okay so when i was in eighth grade i didn't have a childhood 
uh, until I was 14. I, I never, I'd never seen a potato. Uh, I, I didn't see kids of my own age at all. Right. I was, I lived, I lived basically a completely isolated life with owner's manuals. This isn't a joke. The potato part was a joke. I had seen a potato, but I was completely isolated. Didn't dock, didn't have any regular friends in eighth grade. I was like, shit, I've got to blend in what's current culture. So I started watching Philip DeFranco videos to, uh, to arm up basically hello hello elliot too here uh i'm armed and hysterical armed with philly d videos i'm armed with toby turner videos and i'm coming (laughs) i'm coming to your town more comic con interviews than you can possibly imagine oh god i'm watching one of his videos right now and he seems like the type of guy who like uses uh like Apple Garage Band default music. Yeah, it's okay. I feel really bad now for for threatening to kill his kid because, frankly, <laughs> he's not worth the time. But you know, he's just he's just an average guy. Like he could be my brother-in-law, really. <laughs> yeah. Except except none of my brother-in-laws are average. They're all more intelligent and more interesting than he is. So, oh, huh. Phil, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm not gonna kill your kid. I'm just gonna kill you and your wife. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Ah, uh, BMW. Are you done with petty chatter? Completely done. You'd, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm not petty enough. Do we get gender hell out of the way? Well, what is gender hell? I don't know, dude. I don't. I have no fucking idea. But is it gone? Uh, yeah, I think. All right. So, um, let's. You guys should get back into music, and I'll shut up. Okay. About our own music, or? Just music in general. You I, you have the stage. You you are the focus of this podcast, so you can talk about whatever you want. This is all about you, despite how much talking I've done. Well, uh, let's see. There, I obviously use like Twitter as like my primary. Like, just I don't know. I spend all day looking at Twitter, and um, I've had a few people who just want to like work with me on music. I've had uh, like not like ass, but people who. I could totally, if I asked, like, just help work with music on. Uh, if any of you know, like, uh, the Twitter at A Nice Dog, who used to be Tiny Dog on SoundCloud and whatever. Uh, Discarded, if any of you know him. He's a pretty good, like, uh, hip-hop producer. He makes really good beats. And isn't actually that popular when he should be. He's very talented. And uh, I've heard of him. I've never, like, actually listened to anything. Yeah, he has a... Before I actually started talking to him, he, like, removed all of his stuff on SoundCloud and just threw all of his stuff into, like, an album called Throwaways, which is where I got my 2014 Throwaways thing from. And there's just a zip file out there called Throwaways, and it's just all of his stuff that he didn't finish. And a lot of his, like, almost all of his stuff is absolutely amazing. And let's let's see if I can find something of his. i about links because uh, I will have the links to everything. Well, assuming that you want your stuff all ported i'll have your links to everything in the show notes oh okay yeah uh let's see i don't know if i should just link this in the chat but like just sure. for yeah you, just for you two to like uh understand maybe it's gonna show up in the show notes later or something he's super talented like there's just no other way to describe it his production his sampling and just everything that he does he's also a very very nice guy super humble uh he's also a good artist he posts pictures of his uh like his sketchbook and like his his uh stories behind each like drawing that he's made and stuff like that that's cool i would love to be this guy basically and his cover 
It's just nothing but pictures of people who have like held up uh, gas stations who are caught in camera and stuff like that. Super creative. I love it. I've actually seen that picture somewhere before, maybe. That's wow. That's pretty yeah. amazing. But yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, collaboration. Um, I I asked this one guy who goes by the name of Vito Bendover. Funny enough, he uh, produces like Toho Arranged Rock, and his music's really good. He's a very talented guitar player. Uh, produces all aspects of his own music. He draws his own album art sometimes. Uh, pretty cool guy. We've talked about wait, like, hold up, on music, huh? I think I followed this guy like yesterday he's also a nice dog or is that a different person a underscore nice underscore dog yeah 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 he's yeah that's him sam mm, that's cool he's pretty funny uh he hangs out on a mobile server with me and a few other people uh yeah i like started talking to him because like i got retweeted by somebody over a joke that i made about um oh god damn it what was it i made a joke about run the jewels i was like you know i really like lp but that killer mike guy isn't my cup of tea then <laughs> <laughs> just like it i <laughs> decided you know what fuck it i'm just gonna break character and talk about hip-hop because that's all i can fucking do and <laughs> i've been talking to him about memphis underground shit and stuff like that it seems pretty cool yeah he's got a he's got a really good taste in music uh, he was the one that kind of showed me, uh, I don't know, just, he's into more, like, mainstream hip-hop. He listened to, I think, recently, a lot of Rich Gang, and, like, I don't know. He listens to a lot of stuff that you'd hear on the radio, but, like, he picks out what's good, I guess. And, let's see. I, I try and do that, but it's, like, really hard, because, like, when you listen to, like, uh, like, mainstream rap, you run into this problem, like, do you want to listen to something because you enjoy, um, like, you know, like, do you want to listen to, like, E-40 or, like, Migos or something, and you want to, like, have fun, or do you want to listen to something with some lyrical content? Oh, yeah. I think he listens to, uh, he listens to really both, but, like, a lot of what he's sent me is more just, like, I don't know, having fun sort of hip-hop, if that's a way to describe it. Uh, hip-hop is no... not fun. Real hip-hop is not fun. <laughs> Drop dead. Drop dead dead hip-hop is party music it came from disco and it came from ah. dj cool hurts so stop it david <laughs> if you're not there's having like, fun when you're listening to hip-hop go do something else <laughs> there's like uh there's like two sides of a spectrum on hip-hop there's like party hip-hop and i don't know what you'd hear on the radio stuff like that you know doing drugs having sex all that sort of stuff that they talk about on like radio hip-hop and then there's like uh I don't know Memphis hip hop, which is nothing about like, which is nothing but like uh I don't know killing people, doing drugs, and I don't know Fraser Cut. I love Memphis hip hop. It is like it is really good. I'm not even gonna say like it's good because there's a lot of mediocre Memphis hip hop, but it's like really interesting when you put yourself in the place there, like. Because what happened is just like this big explosion, like gangster rap and shit like that. It came to Memphis, and the only way they could do it was they was selling like tapes out of like sound system shops, mm -hmm. and like it was just like these little people who like made these evil fucking beats. Like you listen to like a blackout beat or an old DJ Paul shit. It is disturbing. You know? Yeah, it just sort of takes you into like another world. Like maybe you didn't, of course, like none of you who are listening or in this like podcast have grown up like in memphis around that time in the early 90s but like this kind of stuff like is just so interesting to listen to because it's all uh low production costs and just like really weird beats and 
low quality microphones and stuff like that, like interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like um, a lot of it, like samples a bunch of horrorcore or horror movie soundtracks. I hate to say horrorcore when I describe it because it is different in a way. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always about like Memphis tape rips, and I like how um, like especially recently, like they've been like bringing that sound back, but they've been giving it like like a modern like club like trap edge. Like you listen to like a new LaChat song or like the little ugly main stuff coming out today, like Frasier Boy, shit like that. It's just really dark, but like, I don't know, it just sounds like fucking Memphis if you've ever been there. It's like a, yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Memphis, but I assume from what I've listened to, it kind of looks like what it sounds like, but I don't know. Tennessee can't be that dark. I remember going through Memphis. It was me and my family, and we were all, like, we were going down to, like, Florida or some shit, and we were going through Memphis, and I look, and there's, like, a McDonald's, like, over there, and they're, like, it was just surrounded by, like, boarded-up liquor stores, and there's just this big, giant, bright Cadillac with the spirit of ecstasy on the hood, and I was like, this is Memphis. This is big candy Cadillacs, this is selling drugs and prostitution, and it's just fucking evil down there. That is Memphis. Wow. It's not that harsh. Memphis is actually When I think Memphis. of Memphis, I think of Bible camp. Ugh. Oh, man. It was funny, because, like, I didn't even know what Memphis hip-hop was until, um, like, I was just into regular, like, you know, like... Nasomatic. Uh, not even that. I was, like, getting into, like, uh, Houston rap. And then I found this, like, link. And it was a Juicy <laughs> J tape rip from Volume 5, which I now have. And I was, like, blown away. Because that was back when Juicy J put effort into his rhymes. And the B-side was <sighs> Kingpin, Skinny Pimp, Skinny But Dangerous. And if you've ever heard that song before, it's a treat. <laughs> Oh. That's my song. Like, it's like no shit. That's really my fucking, song, dude. That's my jam. That that was played at my wedding. <laughs> You're gonna like play a song by Kingpin Skinny at your wedding? Skinny but dangerous. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> Let's see. Music, self promotion. If you're willing, recital yourself. Well, we can do that at the end, where I, I go through and basically plug like all of my links and stuff. Oh, what's this? It's that song that I was talking oh, about. Yeah. Save oh, it's this later. account that like starts out with the deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great that you'd recognize that because there's a lot of hip hop channels that like do that shit, and you can just recognize like, oh, this is Shamrock Hip Hop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know this channel because um a while ago somebody like sent me City of Syrup, and they only sent it because of my username. <laughs> And I listened to it, and I thought this was going to be, like, some dark... I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about, like, men, like uh, south, like southern hip-hop at the time. And I listened to it. The album cover has, like, this big... Like, just this big dude pouring, like, a cup of syrup, like, all over some city. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I listened to it. It's some of the most upbeat hip-hop, like, I've ever heard. I am not going to lie. City of Syrup by Big Mo is one of the greatest albums to come out of Houston. Oh, yeah. All I want to do... Is bang, bang screw. <laughs> and like it just sounds so like I don't know, it's it's just so happy. He he's he's doing what he loves, which is coding with Prometheus. Yeah, he just Big Mo <laughs> just loved sipping bar and he loved sitting in his car and he liked singing to like upbeat New Jack songs. <laughs> oh my god. Him and Fat Pat are just like fucking legends. It's just a shame that because of the whole like codeine overdosing thing, like everybody 
from that era is, is dead. dead. Yeah, that's so sad. At, at least we still got Juicy J. And Juicy J wasn't even doing. Okay, he probably was doing syrup back then, but I heard that he really liked like Tussinex and shit like that. Uh, I just find it so we, funny that like out of that entire scene, Juicy J is now like on like Katy Perry songs and stuff like that. I don't know how that happened or like how did that happen. Do you know? Well, like, what happened was, well, I'm, I'm not GCJ, I like GCJ, I still like what he does now, but, like, the thing is, like, he's kind of changed up, like, he used to run Hypnotized Minds, and he kind of, him and uh, DJ Paul, for they're the only two people in 3-6 Mafia, you know? <laughs> um, everyone else kind of left, or they, they went to jail, or other things, but they were the only two that stayed, and he started doing, like, rubber band business with, like, Lex Luger and stuff like that, and he got like really popping in the like in like clubs and shit. That's like why Katy Perry and like Miley Cyrus want Juicy J on his tracks because he's fucking huge. But like his pro- he's like really good at production. He knows how to make money, and that's the difference. As much as I'd love to see him do like Chronicles of the Juice Main Part Two, or like produce a new uh like hypnotized mind record like it it's not really going to happen right now unfortunately yeah yeah <laughs> I'm fucking nerd about music sorry <laughs> do not apologize it's why you're here no but like it it's just really really fucked up that like i can like m- name off like producers and like people like that it's just, like nobody cares about that when you're sitting in the club like you don't I do. care you don't <laughs> care that like uh I don't know whoever, whatever produced a beat you care like. Oh, that's Juicy J. You you make this podcast sellable. So why did why does Shazam have permission to do lock screen notifications? Shazam just there's a notification on my phone that's like revealed the most Shazam song in the U.S. Well, mm. I sometimes get like uh, Twitter notifications that tell me like three people I know followed somebody. Like I don't understand why they think that's important. Oh, 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 I have it set so that every time someone that I follow on Twitter joins Vine, it lets me know. So uh, yesterday I was at work, right? And um, my my phone lights up and I look over and it's just like, uh, let's see, what company joined Vine? Qualcomm. It's just like, Qualcomm joined Vine! Exclamation point. And I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> followed him right there. For real though, like, Twitter should like limit that shit because i remember i was at work one day and i was bored and i was just refreshing my twitter timeline and it says like you know like so and so favorited this so and so favorited this well like explicit freaking like lolly porn just showed up on my phone and i was like in the middle of work and i was like oh god jesus like that is a nightmare waiting to happen depending on who you follow yeah that's why i like um yeah like i'm i'm glad that uh because i follow everyone on twitter that everyone that follows me is just like you know like david blue followed tide well good you know great cool david blue followed all the uh all the laundry detergent companies nice i follow maybe like 500 people and since i use tweet deck i can get like a activity of like what everybody is favoriting and what everybody's following and like retweeting and stuff but (laughs) Yeah, I uh, just um, hit the cap, so it kind of fucking sucks. Wait, you can only follow 2,000 people? Yeah. So I have to go through and unfollow all the corporate accounts. That's weird. I'm good. I'm pissed. Let's bring this back to music. So, Syrup. Sorry. You (laughs) use a lot of, like, acapellas and stuff over your beats. Do you, like, go on YouTube and, like, search up for these, like, acapellas, or do you, like, 
uh, find them online, or do you make them yourself? Uh, I find most of them online. There's uh... only a handful that I actually <laughs> had to go through and make myself. And uh, the ones that I made myself you, in Bird Bander, there's only one that like I've actually had to go through and like lay them on top of each other, like the original song and the instrumental, and, you know, mm-hmm. isolated and stuff. And it was for like some I don't know some Japanese like Toho arrange, and I put it over some Death Grip song, and it, it sounded so stupid, but and. Uh, yeah, just all that. Um, the acapellas, though, I have a Dropbox that I share with like a few other people, where we just have an acapellas folder that's like a hundred, uh, like a hundred and eighty megabytes of just nothing but rap acapellas, pop songs, and a bunch of other stuff. And let's see, I'm looking through it right now. We have like Tupac, Busta Rhymes, Lil B, Jay Z. <laughs> Notorious B.I.G., uh, Soldier Boy, and there is a huge section just dedicated to uh, Ludacris, and nobody's used them. <laughs> I don't know why it's there. Ludacris, man. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, what happened though? Like, I actually He's haven't, dead. I haven't listened to any Ludacris song after, like, uh, what was that one song that you made? The one that everyone knows. He was on, uh... What you mean with uh, Big Crit? And that was a pretty good song, like off of uh, Live from the Underground. But like, uh, Ludacris post two thousand huge. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, just Ludacris post two thousand four. <laughs> I actually like uh, buy records sometimes. Like I buy a lot of hip hop singles just to find like uh, acapellas and stuff. It's it's really satisfying, like knowing, like, haha, I've got this acapella that nobody else can touch. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, like, it's always fun, just like trying to find an acapella for a song and knowing that it's probably nowhere on the internet, but just like looking and stuff like that and having to look up the BPM and like trying to match it with another song, trying to make it sound good. And that's that's an entire process I go through like once a week. I'm just laying DJing, things on top of each other. Yeah, I guess you could call it DJing. If I had well, the acapellas to any zero tracks, if I had any zero acapellas, um, I would be going to a different profession. <laughs> I wonder if I have any zero. Um, you know, I think I actually have a few zero acapellas, but they're not like for any songs that you would like. I like them all. Would you? Do you want to download a copy of the zero acapella for the mule? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I would I seriously, I would seriously, why? Why is it, out of all the acapellas that, that that could be released, why that one? Whatever, I'll take it. I will sample the fuck <laughs> out of it. And by sample it, I mean I'll just um, commentate, basically. I'll just have the, the acapella, and then I'll throw an audio track, mono, me with a mic, live, just being like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. That reminded me. Uh, Hit him with the mule. There was, there was a point where somebody was like, looking really hard for the acapella for that song gas pedal and they couldn't find it so what someone did was like hey guys and just put the acapella and everybody was like what where'd you find it and we click on the acapella and listen to it it's just him singing gas pedal gas oh, pedal yeah it is it's still there it's just sam gas pedal that mp3 <laughs> <laughs> oh, sam man. gas pedal that yeah, mp3 is, this is a nice dog sam Rest in peace, uh, Sam Freckle. Good. Sam Freckle. Okay. Dude, I, what the oh. fuck happened to Sam Freckle? I mean, I fucking... I, I promoted his Twitter account all over our local parks it's a, with chalk. What happened to Sam I thought Freckle? you carved it into a table or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did carve it, didn't I? Oh, God. Somebody's going to, like, have a dead Twitter account permanently on that table. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the opinion right there. I don't know. I looked up Sam Freckles. Slow down. I got some furry art. All right. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. him. <laughs> oh, I actually got a picture of a tree, but it's like a tree with a bunch of termites in it or something. I don't know. Can I make a a uh, mirror of that? Just in case it, that it gets taken down, because I'll just oh. th I'll throw that up on the dry net. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, God. you should probably do that because push links get taken down after a month. Okay, I except I just lost my FTP client just won't connect to the dry wall server for some reason. So, that's weird. Uh, it as of yesterday because I updated it. And that's it's a fucking crisis. I'm not getting. The thing that I came across when looking up Sam Freckle is a guy who looks like he's having the time of his life eating this big cookie. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> He's in bliss. What the fuck? Beautiful. <laughs> File0198.jpg. Blogspot. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, fucking Blogspot is still up? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I actually had a blog spot like forever ago and everyone like did. ripped. Yeah, but I like ripped like uh zero albums and then like a bunch of like like punk cassette rips from like shows that I went to. And I think it's still up somewhere. Yeah, I remember that. Man, fucking vlog spot. Have you considered DJing, Syrup? Uh, yeah. They, um, <clears throat> some guy that I know, he, like, is friends with the guy who runs, like, I don't, I forgot the name, but it's, like, some small DJ collective that's in, like, the Chicagoland area, who, uh, they DJ at, like, anime conventions and stuff, and he said, if there's ever, like, a spot uh open we'd actually invite you because we think that your stuff is actually really good he told me that uh one of my songs got played in a dj set on i don't know if it was an online show or like an actual show but he wow. i apparently got like a half ghost played at a song or at a set so that's funny oh man <laughs> he said that like he said that like everybody went like ape shit like over that song and so that's that's good to hear i can't wait till that, that happens is drywall not gonna happen Fuck. You're not commercial <laughs> enough. Just imagine like sitting like in a crowd and just hearing this start playing. <coughs> but DJing would be a lot of fun and I think I could handle it maybe. I would have to prepare something better up on stage and like, you know, make it look like I'm doing something. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> That's like the biggest problem with DJing is that like you can know all of these BPMs to songs. You could have an archive of stuff to play and all this. But, like, if you're not entertaining the crowd, they're just not going to, you know. Yeah, and uh, another problem would be making a set that's long and interesting. Like, the reason why Bird Bather and Crow Party and all those are so short is because it got to a point where I, like, laid out everything that I thought would be good at the beginning, and then the rest is, like... Wait, none of this is like like I ran out of ideas basically, mm. and uh, I don't know the uh, there's I set up a Mixcloud account and I put in Bird Bather one two and Crow Party into one big and it it's funny it turned out to be exactly an hour long an hour long set and wow. if I like ever got invited to DJ and like didn't have anything prepared I would actually play that. <laughs> But, like, it, it's kind of taboo to actually, like, go and play pre-mixed sets. Yeah, I, I know about that, too. I actually don't have any, like, uh, equipment with, like, I don't know, knobs and, like, drum pads and stuff. I have a small drum pad and a keyboard, and that's all I work with. Yeah, it, you have to, like, know how to use the equipment, and it's very difficult. I've actually got two turntables, a mixer, headphones, and all that, but I'm looking for Serato Scratch, and it's just, like, once you get... It's like, there's no easy entry level for DJ. You either, like, go full at it, or you just, like, bedroom DJ on, like, a like a new mark, like, two turntable thing. Yeah, and 
I actually have been doing like all this stuff, but I still like I still have no idea to this day know what like <laughs> scratching and like turntables and all that would do. Like I've seen a, I know scratching just does like a thing, but like I don't I don't see the point. Well, um, you there's really no point in scratching these days unless you're doing a hip hop concert. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, I showed you those records like a couple days ago you know um the ones that were like blacked out with the purple label on them oh yeah 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 Yeah, i sent it to you on twitter but like uh what you do when you're scratching is you like i blacked out those records so that you can only see the uh the tape because when you scratch what you do is you notice like like whenever somebody says something on the record like uh like a word or something um you you take note of where the uh the purple tape is on the record and then you just bring the record back to the start where, like, it started from, you know? Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's basically all you do, and it gets more intricate, like, uh, when you're, like, doing, like, turntablism, you basically don't even listen to both records. What you do is you just have, like, drums on one turntable, like, sample on the other, you scratch the same. Hmm. Pointless shit that you might care about in BMW. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's actually interesting. I didn't know about any of that. So I learn new things every day about DJing. But I don't think who knows. Maybe in the next year I might actually DJ somewhere. Maybe and... in your next Bird Bather, like Bird Bather Three, you're just gonna become like DJ Qbert or some shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've been actually like like somebody told me it was like uh there's like that my stuff reminded them of uh who is it Girl Talk. If every if you've got. Yeah, I've you guys heard, heard Girl them. Talk. And, like, I listened to a lot of, like, Girl Talk stuff, and I was like, yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> Definitely. He's Being really, from yeah. Chicago, uh, what kind of, like, stuff usually goes on there? I've heard that, like, like hip-hop is kind of, like, booming from there with the whole, like, drill music, and then there's, like, Kanye West shit from, like, that. Is there, like, a big underground scene and like... What kind of electronic music is usually played around there? Um, I actually haven't been to any shows or like any concerts at all in my entire life. Uh, but really, I guess around Chicago, what I know is big is obviously like Footwork and Juke. Um, I'm not sure if it's as big as it was like in 2010 and 11, but that's that's one thing I know is big. Thank God for Footwork and Juke. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I I didn't know what Juke and Footwork was until August the like of last year, and I, I listened to it was a, a DJ Rashad uh, Space Juke, and I was like, oh my god, this is like trap music from Mars. Yeah, uh, that's actually it's funny. I found out about like Footwork and Juke around the same exact time, and I listened to DJ Rashad Double Cup like that entire album and it was right around the time of Zap I actually started listening to it and it was sad because I was like damn he could have done so much more good stuff because like like I don't know footwork is just so interesting because it, it's got that like energy of like hardcore and like hardcore techno like 160 bpm danceable music but it's like got like you know like a like a hip like party edge like it's something to dance to you know yeah, yeah, and uh, occasionally, sometimes I'll like look up just like like footwork videos. Like I don't know, they have footwork clubs and like just places where people just generally gather around and just show off like in a circle what they can do, and that's really interesting. I joined a Facebook group for that, like foot, like Chicago area footwork, and they always have events and stuff. And I actually thought about like going to some of them, but I'd feel so out of place at a place like that. Dude, you totally should though, because like that, this, this like juke and footwork is gonna be so important in the future. Like, oh, yeah. you listen to like songs by like DJ Earl and like stuff like that. That's like 
cutting edge shit. Like, I don't think people are appreciating like that music now, but like in the future, it's going to be like, wow, I wish I could have been there. Kind of like the uh, like sound systems were in like Jamaica and shit like that. Just like Nasselmatic. David, drop dead. We're talking about Juke. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, though, that, like, Juke also is kind of getting really popular in, like, Japan and places <laughs> like that with the internet labels. Oh, yeah, the, uh, another, jo like, group that I joined is, like, Footwork Juke in Japan, and it's completely, almost entirely populated with people from the U.S., and they post events of, like, Footwork, like, I don't know what to call them, shows in wow. Japan. So that's, that's a thing over there. It's become pretty big. Is it, like, Japanese producers doing it to, like, a Japanese, like, audience? Yeah. Uh, there's... Let's see. <laughs> I can't read any of this. Obviously. I, <laughs> I see some stuff here, and the group is mostly, like, uh, American producers, like, promoing their own stuff. And I've seen one Japanese producer on here, and that's it. So maybe it's not as big as I think it is, but it's it's definitely a thing over there. I know that there was, a, in maybe 2011, uh, a Toho footwork album came out. Which is so weird. What? Yeah, Toho footwork is a thing. I know there's a Toho literally everything, but mm -hmm. a Toho footwork album is something I might want to listen to. Would you guys want to explain to me what Toho is? Oh, man. Syrup has got this on lock. Okay, so what there, what it is by definition is a series of like shooting games that were created by... It, like super like low budget shooting shooting games created by one guy in Japan by the name of Zun. And you basically play as like a Japanese like shrine maiden who goes around killing like demons and monsters and stuff like that. And everybody looks like like they're all anthropomorphizations of like uh like mythological creatures and they're all made to look like cute girls and stuff like that. But the reason why I like it is because the music and its composition is really, really good. And there's been like an entire scene that's existed for well over 10 years now just creating like uh arranges and uh covers of the songs that are in the games and i have it here there's a post here that has like the scene is so big now that there are over 5,000 groups creating like these arranges and it's Damn. in every single genre that you can think of like hold on there's uh anything from jazz country rap bluegrass splitter core r b uh latin avant-garde orchestral trap lounge uh, footwork yeah the footwork's on there and <laughs> the song the song itself isn't that great uh but it's it's definitely a thing somebody thought it was important enough that this should be made god it's so weird it, it kind of is, because, like, I've played a few of the Toho games, and uh, besides, like, um, it, it's a very hard game to get into. Um, <laughs> like, it's a very niche game, and it's really surprising how much it's blown up. I sometimes wonder, like, uh, have all these people, like, actually played the Toho games? Because, goddamn, I don't think I could ever finish one. <laughs> I haven't, like, I don't really play them myself, like, that often, even though, like, Maybe on like Twitter, maybe I look like I'm like the biggest like fan of it like ever. But the games themselves are extremely hard. And guys, I'm gonna take Adderall. I don't, I don't, I don't really play them that much. And I know a lot of people who like think the same thing. They just like to stick around with like the fandom and like the music and art and cosplay and all that stuff. The cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I I cosplay Toho too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Like, I've never talked to anyone who's actually done uh, 
cosplay or anything, um, or like goes to anime conventions, stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like, uh, what uh, got you to like start like um, like doing the cosplay like think that uh, you wanted to dress like an anime character and like go to conventions to meet other people that were also dressed like that? Well, I think like everyone else who's going to anime conventions, they got brought there like by a friend who probably didn't want to go there on their own so they were just like hey you should just go to this like anime convention in like chicago or something mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened to me so i went and i just like hold on uh i just got there and i was like so just surrounded by like such a strange scene just to see people like the first thing i saw was a deadpool in a maid outfit and the second i saw it, i was like this is <laughs> this is fucking amazing like People go to these things for three days to, like, get drunk and is. dress up and talk about, like, anime shit and all that. Like, it's just a great scene to be around. Even though I don't really like anime that much, uh, I just, it's a cool thing to be around. And as for cosplaying, uh, the person, the friend who brought me to those, like, things, he used to cosplay to, like, in 2011 or so. And I used to make fun of him for it because it was like, what the fuck, you're dressing like a goddamn fairy, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> And ironically enough, now, like, I just cosplay as, like, nothing but, like, female characters now because, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird to a lot of people, but to me, it doesn't feel right for me to, like, cosplay like a, like a male character. Because, I don't know, I just don't feel like I would look good. You have that. no idea how much I would love to cosplay, but only as my own characters. <laughs> like, and is not really cosplay. Oh, fuck me, dude. Yeah, the, uh, just, I don't know. I've been cosplaying for like two years now, and the first thing, the first time I did it was at, of all places, San Diego Comic Con in 2013, and I went as like a Toho character, and I got like two pictures of me taken because I realized nobody knows about that. Did you hit up Will Wheaton? Recognized it, huh? Hit up Will Wheaton there. Will Wheaton. <laughs> He's a friend of Drycast. Oh shit. Will Wheaton. I, I don't. Don't don't even ask. <laughs> Every I was about to Google him. I've been mentioned. I've told someone who Will Wheaton is in every single episode of Drycast so far. David, every you're the single only one. one. Who knows who Will Wheaton is? If that is for, not like, true. <laughs> Am I? Is it American actor, blogger, writer? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was in Star Trek. All okay. you need to know. Is he actually a friend of Drycast? No. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you could have said David yes, and I would have believed you. David refers to him you. as a millennial god. <laughs> I don't know anything about this fucking guy. I don't know. I'm just this Star guy, Trek. you know. He's just some guy. I fucking hate Will Wheaton. Did you? Um, did you ever go to a Sen Syrup? Oh yeah, uh, that was the first comment I went to. Was no wait, yeah, Asen, and that's probably my favorite. No, 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 not my favorite, but it's it's a really good con. My uh, my favorite is the one that's in Detroit, which is Yomacon, because just. Detroit and everybody who lives around there or goes to this con are just the best people like I don't know how to describe it There's just such a warm environment to be around and I'm pretty much like drunk the entire time while I'm there And uh, you met Danny Brown I presumed while you were in Detroit <laughs> I we were actually talking about that. We were like dude. Uh, there's a Danny Brown's here. Uh, who else? And we we're just like bringing up all these names of people who are from Detroit uh, uh, Was Sufjan Stevens from Detroit? I think so I don't know. Probably. But, uh, all that matters, Danny Brown, Jay Dilla, all the rap from Detroit. <laughs> we were supposed to be, like, going to Jay Dilla's, like, donut shop, which is called, like, Dilla's Donuts. And we just really? never did. Yeah, we had these plans for two years to go there, but we just never did. I'm doing it next year, though, definitely. You should, and you should also, like, try, uh, this might sound really sketchy, but, I like, Motown. The like city, like Motor City, that is like one of the places that I would love to crate dig and like look for records, you know? Oh yeah, 
we um when we go to detroit we i don't know if it's like the friend that i'm with or just like his like because okay the friend that i'm with like doesn't like ever really want to go anywhere that isn't the renaissance center and the renaissance center is like where the con happens and mm-hmm. i think it's just because he's scared of detroit or something like that like i don't know it's not that bad of a city it's just kind of a good no thing. dude detroit is pretty scary <laughs> at least not like where i've been you know but mm-hmm. it is it's pretty bad to be in by yourself if you're with people if you're with other people it's not that bad yeah well that's like the same with any uh like city i think chicago's like, worse really to be honest New chicago's from what i've heard is a fucking war zone sometimes <laughs> at least south chicago like downtown chicago's not bad at all it's pretty good south chicago i wouldn't go there ever you couldn't pay me to go there yeah it sounds really really awful i would like to go to chicago i was there when i was a kid but i don't remember anything about it <laughs> you know but uh on asa and did you ever go to um they had like a bunch of events for a while where they uh brought in um like japanese j-core artists and they actually did raves there oh yeah the um i stood in line for one of the raves but i realized i couldn't get in because one i wasn't 18 and two uh i had a bag and they don't allow bags in the raves mm-hmm. and that really bummed me out because it was a really like what was who's the guest rough sketch i think he's a really good dude, dude. They, like, fuck, like, they have some like really fucking top-notch djs that have gone there and I was I was like less than eighteen and I was like getting into J chord shit and I always thought like if Meaty ever played at ASEN, I would have to go. But luckily that never happened. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But yeah, they had like DJ Chucky, like M Project played there a few times. Fake ID to see J Core. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 2014 ASIN, I wanted to go to that because one of the guests on there was like somebody I don't remember, it was a really good guest and I realized after looking at my schedule like the month beforehand, I would be graduating from high school on the same day. So I wasn't able yeah. to go, but I went to ASIN the next day, which was on that Saturday. I graduated from high school and went to ASIN the same day. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And I, I went from wearing like my gra- like graduation garb to wearing what some fucking Toho costume with the giant cannon. And that was that was nice. That is a really good high school graduation story. <laughs> yeah. I remember I graduated high school and it was like me and a few of like my friends who were like in punk bands and shit and we were just all like we went to this guy's basement and nobody had like a pipe and we had a bunch of weed and there was like a giant tropical orange juice bottle, like a gallon sized one, and we like white walled it and like we were like ridiculously fucking high. And then the next was day, I there? like no, but we went to high school the next day. I was, like, hungover. I was high as hell because I would never, like, smoked weed before. And I'm just sitting in the back, and um, there's this guy who was, like, a fucking drug dealer. And he's just, like, he just kept turning and laughing at me because, like, you could just totally tell, you know, like, when somebody's really fucking blasted. <laughs> and he's just like, man, this dude's high as hell. Like, <laughs> the entire graduation ceremony. Oh, my God. That guy was amazing, though. Uh, I remember that I at our high school graduation, or the, I, we, I went to the rehearsal with you, um, mm-hmm. but, the, but then I didn't actually go to the graduation. My entire family came to town <clears throat> to see me graduate, and um, the morning of the graduation, I was like, "Nah, I don't feel like feel like getting up." So, um, damn, yeah, um, that's, that's cold, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Moral of the story: Don't go to high school. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I'm thinking I, I, 
we'll definitely take the opportunity for more content if you guys want to talk more about music. Um, but yeah, so if you want to keep talking, then then definitely definitely well, do it. Let's see. But yeah, we we do have to get the Evo. I have to fucking car- crash that car tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it wants to be crashed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there any other musical stuff I can bring up? So, what have you been doing, BMW, with your music? I know that there's been, uh, what was the last thing you made? Was it Luxury Mixtape? Um, yeah, I made that last. And I also did the music jams with uh, Captain Ersatz. I did, oh, yeah. uh, I did Thanksgiving and Christmas. I have two songs on uh, Music Jam Christmas, too. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I love how he has that set up. Like, it's just absolutely amazing that he thought of like doing an anonymous like compilation like mm-hmm. that and he actually put it together it's dedication that actually reminded me i was on like some anonymous like uh along the lines of music jam except you can send in literally anything you can send in pictures uh videos like some japanese net label had done that and so i sent mm-hmm. them like a demo for one of my songs because i don't know like i was just wondering like maybe they noticed me or something but i don't know I was looking through that uh, zip file, and I'm trying to remember the name of the the uh, net label that did it. Something T Records. That zip file ended up being 500 megabytes of just other zip files, video files, like sounds and songs that people made. There's a there's a lot That's of crazy. Screens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to shit. Yeah, there's like a there's an entire Eurobeat song in here. There's like some cat noises. Like I'm just gonna click on a random <laughs> one right now and see what comes up. I've always wanted to do more comps. I actually was on this comp back in 2011 um, when the government shut down Mediafire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a uh, a tape label. It was like a punk uh, tape label that did a bunch of harsh noise and shit like that called DIY Noise. They're defunct now, but they put out a tape for Mediafire, and I did a track for that. And I've always wanted to do more comps, but I feel like not a lot of people really want to listen to Ruby Falls. It's a very tough listen. Yeah. Yeah, I would listen to the song that I think that you put in in uh, Music Jam. Let's see, what, what was it? I can't even tell. Uh, there's songs that are like 15 seconds long, and there's songs that are like two minutes, four minutes long. On the uh, Christmas Jam, I sampled the song John by Lil Wayne with Rick Ross, and I sampled him saying like, uh, Gather round, I got gifts for each and all of y'all. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Was it Christmas by Bulletproof? It was, uh, it was uh, Santa Falls. Santa Track Falls, four. was it? <laughs> Track 4 is so good. Just Lil B oh, saying, Merry Christmas, bitch, and then like, sleigh bells. <laughs> I thought you did that for a minute, because I know no. you sample a lot of Lil B. I was like, that's probably syrup, but... I, I didn't even know not. that there was like a Lil B Christmas song. If I did, I would have done that. I also made Golt the Christmas Wendigo. Yeah, the ones that I made were Track 3 and Track 16, which are Andre1222 and Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> you made that, that song. <laughs> it's so shit. I actually like the Mariah Carey song for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun to make. That was like some, I don't know, some like toe arranged with like the trap snares and like everything from uh, Heart in the Paint. Oh, and um, oh, yeah, the Andre thing. That was really funny when you posted like that same pic of Andre for like a week straight. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember up that. I tweet deck to have it tweet for like an hour, like every single like every hour for like eight hours and everybody was like you know because of this i'm i'm being aware of like how fast time passes and i thought that was kind of depressing so i like stop <laughs> i 
loved it because like I retweeted every single one of them, and I I'm pretty sure I lost followers for doing that. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! What? Yeah, and so this is this is what we're referring to. Do you want to put that in like the notes later on or something? Music jam organized. Oh, oh, by... don't worry. Actually, last episode, episode six, which is going to be released uh, tomorrow morning. We had Captain Ersatz on, and we got that sorted out. But I pre- I do appreciate that, though. <laughs> I want to do another one of these sometime, because I feel like I can get a lot more stuff in. I was just doing that because I thought it was... He invited me on, so I think I'm going to do I'm gonna do something. It'll either be drywall or it'll be, like, solo piano improv. <laughs> Captain Ersatz and I actually have a 7-inch record planned um, called Attract Mode, which is kind of like an arcade term, like, whenever they're trying to get people to play the games. Uh, we're going to do, like, a really fast, like, splitter core 7-inch uh, record. Oh, man. That is so cool. Yeah, it's from... I've got some, like, sketches done. Uh, I've talked with him about it. I said... We, I want this to sound like an arcade, um, like an arcade just full of machines making noise, and it's being <laughs> flooded. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yeah, making speedcore and like harsh noise is really fun, and but like nobody wants to listen to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, I just seen that somebody reblogged that post and just put P. That was you, David. <laughs> oh, Probably. yeah, I did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I I, I uh, wanted to I wanted to comment com- comment on it um to commentate something so you know that was there. Right, speaking of physical releases, I think I'm not sure if I can pull it off, but I will probably do a physical release of my like first like serious album. But I'm not sure if I can if I should like print the CDs myself and do all all the stuff myself or have like a service do it. I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a lot of money, so it's probably just gonna be myself. You know, you I don't want to do just CDs, right? Yeah, just CDs. I don't want to do, like, records and stuff. Records are expensive. Don't ever consider that unless you love records. Oh, yeah. I looked up prices for that, and it was, like, $80 maybe for, like, one record, like, just printed by itself. Because those sites always expect, like, batches of, like, 5000 or something. So when they have a job for just one, they're not going to, like, want to just have to do one. Like, it's it's, it's, it's insanely priced because when you make a record, you have to make plate. And they're called like an acetate, and that's you put the vinyl on there, and then you press the plates together and like make the grooves, and it's very expensive. And fucking crowdfund it, dude. Ugh, crowdfunding. <laughs> I think if I ever crowdfunded, crowdfunded something, it would bomb really hard. So that's why I never do that. You need a you need a certain amount of popularity to even like start something like that because then you'll just end up on that like blog that shows like failed kickstarter projects and stuff like that well i'm i'm doing it and doing but, one um, but uh yeah syrup when you do your, the like cd thing just like get a batch of memorex cds or whatever yeah. get some like labels and, and like get some like digi packs unless you want to make it fancy like most people buy cds pop them in their pc and set them on a uh d-tray you know yeah, I'll probably do that. Just like get a bunch of like Memorex ones and printouts and labels and yeah, oh, no, never mind. They do have like CD labels that you can just like paste onto like existing CDs, right? Yeah, they do. They probably do. CDs really aren't that popular right now. Yeah, but I don't know. I'll do it just because I I know that like not net like not anyone's gonna like buy them but i can probably just send them to like my friend or something because i don't know i have like a few friends would just be like hell yeah i'll get one <sighs> i'd probably buy one if you had it for sale but i really like 
tapes and records. Oh yeah. If I if I had the like uh, equipment to like record a tape, I'd definitely do that because that'd be fun. Recording tapes set. is a whole lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Uh. You know, uh... when we did Suburban Anarchy, it was worth it. We also did the uh, the Speed Noise EP, but I disassembled every single tape and painted it and then reassembled it, and that was like it was like tw- you know like thirty minutes total man man hours. Per tape. Oh, wow. Per individual tape. And then I just gave it to a bunch of fucking crust punks. <laughs> so, fuck me. You like- they were really cute tapes, though. I like the pistachio green. <laughs> yeah, they were. Better, though, uh, the luxury tape. I just bought some fucking purple, some clear purple tapes. I'm just going to dub them all on that. Like, won't have to deal Holy with disassembling and painting. As, but I've got to make that first. Oh, you know what? I found this service that does uh, really cheap CDs, and I think like a lot of people have heard about this Kunaki. And I've had, uh, if any of you know who Piss Spears is, Piss Spears, like, they got something printed from this, they said it was pretty okay. Piss Spears. Piss Spears, the creator of Pisscore. Wow. That is intriguing. Yeah, um, they're pretty big on SoundCloud for some reason. They, uh, if you go to pissspears.com. <laughs> I love websites like these. They look so sketchy. Oh, yeah. I, I've actually had, like, a demo CD sent to, the, uh, sent to me by them, so I think they're pretty legitimate. They probably are, but they, they still look like they were made in, like, 1997. Yeah, the CDs aren't the best. They're not, like, uh, super, super high quality, but they're they're affordable. But yeah, Pissspears uh, was one of the reasons why I actually started making music. That's yeah, awesome. This train wreck of a project was absolutely amazing. Got inspired by Piss. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? It's an album called I Created Pisscore. The original I Created Pisscore. Uh, it's nothing but like speed chord break, like break chord remixes of like Hatsune Miku songs, Death Grips, uh, pop songs. I don't know. I'm looking on there and there's a song called Death Grips with my favorite trap artist. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, one of my favorite song titles is just E going on for... It stretches off the page. David Guetta reaches heaven, which is 16 minutes of David Guetta, like, screaming. Oh my god! Yeah. Alright, I want you to listen to this. One of my friends was, uh, he was, he was sipping on some scissor, and he was listening to this song. He was actually dancing to this, which is surprising. Beautiful. A lot of work went into this t- Bandcamp profile. Actually, yeah. And uh, Piss Bears later went on to do like compilation albums, which are probably some of the most fun times I've had in a while. Uh, they just went on SoundCloud and said, hey, we're accepting donations for, uh, or not donations, but like submissions for a Macklemore like compilation, like mashup album. And I'm so happy to be alive right now. To be young. Oh, yeah. I know I don't understand uh, the culture of the youth, but I'm glad to be to be with you guys right now because <laughs> it's this is definitely more interesting than the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Beach Boys. Macklemore freed the gays. The Macklemore. Oh wait. Okay. Wait. Macklemore is uh, the MLK of the gays, <laughs> but. And who did I say was the was Rosa Parks? Um, oh, wait a second. No, it was. Was it Charlie? No, <laughs> no. Um, fuck. Who is the Rosa Parks of of the homosexual free free uh, freedom? I I Will. got no no no. 
not Will Wheaton. Uh, um, God damn it. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't put a name to it. All right. It's Mac- e. Yeah. Mac LaCour smells like, sounds like R. Kelly's beats. Syrup, have you ever seen Mackie? Mackie. No. What is that? He has not. Mackie's not broken, is it? Uh, nothing's coming up. It's loading, at least. Oh, shit. I think I might have actually broken Mackie when, when I redid the website, but... Uh-oh. Nope. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> god oh my. damn it. Oh, my god, my ears. Every fucking time I opened that thing, like, I was like, oh, fuck, it's broken. And so I looked away, and then I just see the face come up real quick, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then it was just... <laughs> Holy Christ, the picture gets so big at the end. I think it's 9,000 by 9,000. I'm trying to find his face, but I can't. <laughs> oh, found it. Yeah, all I can see is his eyeball. That's me, actually. It's uh, my friend edit. <laughs> what that is, this is like the third time I've explained that, but it's, um, it's the SoundCloud embed widget, but I edited the HTML to make it have no dimensions, so, and then it's autoplay, so it's just... Oh god. What song what SoundCloud song is this? Uh it's one of mine. Let's see here. <laughs> this is great. Like you should have definitely been around when uh MacLacore was still like being worked on because a lot of the like submissions sound exactly like this. I'm not good at uh at hopping, you know, at being friends with people, but I am good at starting trends. <laughs> so Oh my God. I started Vaporwave. Yeah, I, I started Vaporwave. That was me. I am, uh... That's it. Drakesville. Yep. Dried. Explaining the drywall, uh, lore, well, it's a time-consuming process. It's the rest of our lives. Still in high school. <laughs> oh, this was made December 20th, 2013. Dried Amen Break. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is amazing. Wop, Little Chucky, dried. <laughs> oh god, you actually dried that Little Chucky song? Yeah. Why, is there a, a place on the SoundCloud player to turn down the volume, or do you have to do it locally? Yeah, there is. It's at the bottom right. Thank you. I can't turn it low enough. Oh man, this really is intense. Oh man. I think like everybody in studio right now releases music that is just intentionally clipping. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did I? I, I think I started that. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, I I know that before drywall, I never heard anyone else make use of clipping like I did, and that's because I never saw. You know, I don't seek things out. I I kind of uh, I miss things. It's- it's definitely been like a like I've heard a lot of people like as long as early as like the early 2000s who've made stuff who just like turn it up as much as they can and then put like a limiter on it just so it sounds like it's like yeah and see that's you don't put a limiter on it that's the thing is you leave the file clipping so that it actually damages audio equipment yeah but that's, like, I that's used how to, to do, do it that, but uh, like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now actually has like a limiter on it just because like I. I want it to be loud enough that you know it's loud, but quiet enough that you can hear what's going on. Yeah, like, yeah I've done goal, that. Like, I've done that now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the limiter. Of course. All right. Well, um, we should probably uh, draw this episode to a close, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about. 
word association car. Uh, uh well, cars. car. We're not doing car, but we might do. We could do word association if you guys want to do word association. So basically, what, what, we, what we do is I'll give you a random word, and then uh, you just you know name off whatever comes to mind. Um, yeah, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start. I guess we'll start off with you, syrup, and then BMW, and then I'll do it last. Like I come up with the word. No, I'll give you the word, but you have to, you do the association. So I'll give you the word, then you start naming off shit, and then BMW will name shit, and then I'll do it. Okay. E. So what's the word? Give me just a second, I gotta, I gotta get to the thing. Alright, alright, I got the word, I got the word. Um, propellant. Propellant, uh, lots and lots of planes, uh, <laughs> boats, cars, uh, BMW. Am I supposed to just say one word or like a bunch of words? As many as you as that comes off your head. Pro- propellant, 9/11, jet fuel, steel beams. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it didn't. It didn't take long to get there. Uh. Propellant, uh, windshield wiper fluid. It's not a propellant. Don't put that in your engine. <laughs> uh, oil, gas, propeller. Uh, is is uh sounds like propellant. That's that's weird. <laughs> is that all? Is there anything else? It, it's like you keep going and associating words until you feel like you want to stop. Oh, okay. Propellant. Propellant. Uh, iPhones, because if you record a propeller on a plane it, with an iPhone, it looks weird. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I do not, actually. There's like a weird, uh, shutter effect. It's frame rate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not the word frame rate, shutter effect, but whatever. It's, it's a weird frame rate thing. Propellant. Propellant. Huh? Propellant. Uh, propellant. Uh, propane. Yeah. <laughs> Propane is the thing. I actually saw a propane-powered like truck one time. I don't know that was a thing. That's oh yeah, weird. yeah. There's actually um, just propane vehicles. You can convert your car to propane. It's not as easy as converting it. Oh, what am I? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there's this... a rapper in Houston called Propane. Propane. That's a when horrible name that. for a rapper. That's a horrible. That's he like. He's a that's... good rapper though. I well I I don't best out right now. But oh man. When I was in uh, San Francisco, I went to the Amoeba record shop and I picked out a random CD just without even looking, and it turned out to be a CD that was named Propane. It was like some really generic, like hard rock and uh, propane, except spelled P R O hyphen P A I N. Ha! That joke's never been made before. That that yeah. joke's never been made before. It's really bad. I like. I listen to like one song and i just gave it to my friend because i was like i really regret buying this and i can't i want to hear more about amoeba records that was a really fun time i went with uh a bunch of people like i don't know if you ever hear anybody talk about like the group like dad chat but that's what we call like our mumble server and we went to san francisco one time we just walked around and uh we ended up going to amoeba records at the end of the day and we didn't get to spend long there we spent maybe like half an hour there just looking around at stuff and finding some really like weird one dollar cds and 
Whatever else. And uh, let's see. We did a thing like, do any of you know about like the Amoeba Records, like What's in My Bag series? Where they just go through and like ask celebrities no. like what they're buying. Well, they have that series and they basically record celebrities like uh, like picking out stuff and putting it in their bag. And then they ask them at the end, like, what'd you get? Like, what's in your bag? And we recorded our own. And Oh, God. <laughs> And it wasn't even, like, in the story. It was in, like, uh, it was in a car heading back. Oh, my God. And here's the video, actually. Yeah, my friend Evan here, like, we just went through and bought a few things. The first thing he holds up is this weird late 90s, like, pop CD of, like, some really, like, not famous, like, uh, I don't know, female singer by the name of Imani Coppola. And I picked it because, like, the cover had her, like, she's sitting there in this, like, oversaturated picture. Oh, my God. you can see the cover there. Her hair is, like, fucking weird. We had no idea what to expect from this. We put it in, and it's, like, this really good late 90s, like, pop music. So that was a pleasant surprise. And what he holds up next. What does he hold up? I've always wanted to go to Amoeba Records because I've heard it's the size of a mall. It's filled with, like, records and records and records. It's, like, where DJ Hubert and shit like that goes. And they actually have, like, a where they, like, have people, like, play music in the store or they, like, do turntables and events. The uh, the one that we went to I don't think was the biggest one. There was a bigger one that's, like, uh, I think it's in Oakland or something. I don't know. But um, the one we went to in San Francisco was on some... Street, uh, I forgot the name of it. Whatever, it wasn't the biggest one, but there was nothing but records all over the entire place. There isn't a single spot in the store where there wasn't like just CDs lining the walls. It was fucking crazy. And it was it was incredible being there. I wish I could have spent more time there, but couldn't. I'm so happy that like my the biggest store I've ever been to is Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis, and whenever I go there, I spend at least like three to four hours in the store. Like, oh, I yeah. go through literally everything in their stock. And I'm so glad I've never been to Amoeba Records because I'd spend the entire day there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have spent the entire day there, too. I found some stuff there that I thought I would never find anywhere else. And I can't name anything, like, in specific, but, like, it was just crazy being there. But, like, the, the biggest thing about, like, crate digging, you know, is, like, whenever you, you're, you're, like, in the store and you're just, like sitting there and you're flipping through all these records and you're thinking like i wonder what this guy's like story is or like like i wonder like what this record is or like it's it's like history you know Mm -hmm. and there's an entire like uh two aisles dedicated to nothing but like one dollar cds and so i picked a lot from there and what i actually got was it was pretty good i got some like weird uh like late 90s like trance i got Imani Coppola, I got, what did, what did else, what else did I get? I don't know, I got like some generic rock, I got, just like, it, it was all over the place, everything that I picked out from the $1 section. Record stores, dude, there's this, there's this one record store that was in uh, St. Louis, it was called A-Pop Records, it's not there anymore, but it was oh. like, in this, this like really, it was like on the outskirts of town, and it had like just the weirdest records of any store I've ever been to. Like, I mm. went there, I picked up a vinyl record that is an actual recording of a Tibetan Buddhist uh, ghost exorcism. Whoa, that's fucking cool. They had like a wall of like harsh noise tapes. Um, they had like exploitation film, like VHS, chips, like metal, that's like amazing. anything. They were like the center of like like punk music in St. Louis, and I'm so sad to like see them go. But like that is the coolest record store I've ever been to. <laughs> Oh man, I want to go to a place that has like an entire wall of just harsh noise. 
Yeah, and like I actually like picked up some of the tapes, and like some of them I didn't mean to like get harsh noise, but that's just kind of what you get when you go there. You just don't go there and try and look for like Madonna or some shit. You go there and you find like walls of noise. Oh yeah. Madonna. Yeah, just going back through my old videos, I see the majority of my videos have been either music uploads or videos that I've taken at like conventions over the past two years, and there are so many. Do you want me to link your channel um, in with? Yeah, here. I've got. Oh, I already got it. But thank you. Oh well, yeah. there's a shorter link actually. So ah, thanks. Subscribed. Thanks. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but the moment I saw that Tupac and like the leaves just bouncing like over him and the like, giant explosion, like I had to. I think that's money. Wait, yeah. <laughs> just like neon money and leave. Like I'm, I can't leave, you know. <laughs> leave. Oh, they said leaves. Like, hello. But yeah, uh, I have around, last time I checked, 360 videos, but like only 70 of them are like public. But all of everything, I've had this channel for basically as long as I've been on the internet since like 2006. I, I got a few of those. Yeah. The one we're um, broadcasting live from now I've had since before YouTube was owned by Google. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, I, d I took down all the videos. Oh, I did. Because they were all really bad. They were great, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you only live once. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mention anything. I'm glad my internet days for playing Fantasy Star Online alone listening to Speedcore. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do it all again, but I'm still not going to link it. All right. Well, um, do you guys, guys want to wrap up the show? I think oh, we yeah. should. All right. Well, so, Syrup, I, I haven't said this. Birdman, rather. Thank you so much for coming on on the the podcast, and you're you're, you're the most famous person uh, that we've had. So really, wow. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's fun, and uh, if you ever want me back, I'll definitely come back on. Yes, seriously. Yeah, just uh, we record. I know the the time. You know, twelve thirty a.m. is kind of is kind of um crazy, but it just I get off work, and that's like the only time I can do it. Usually, I usually work on Tuesdays. So oh, so twelve thirty a.m. on a Wednesday? Wednesday. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, it depends. I might I might be able to get on. I might not because I have school on that Wednesday. So I don't know. But well, yeah. we're not do we're not doing tomorrow or the tonight. We're yeah yeah yeah. This is it. Um. Actually, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much when we record. That's just what we've been doing it uh, lately and, and, you know, scheduling and stuff. Okay, um, so I will include all your links in the show notes, but you should also just plug anything you want to. Um, let's see. I have a SoundCloud, a Bandcamp, and a MixCloud, but I use my SoundCloud and Bandcamp the most. And there's that. There's a Syrup Up Bandcamp. And I guess if you're into Mixcloud, which is uh, which Mixcloud is actually a great site. It's uh, they don't have any restrictions on like uploading. You could put a tracklist in a mix. Unlike that, if yeah. So th do they not have a, a a file size cap? Nope, they don't because they know that uh, these file sizes, since being full length, like 60 minute uh, mixes, there's no file length like cap or size. Oh, okay, so they literally, it pulls off of SoundCloud then? No, it's, uh, you upload a huge MP3 file. Oh, okay, file, okay. And all right. you add track listing to it. Sweet, sweet. So yeah, there's all that. I'm going to use it to store, um, I don't know, stuff. Stuff. That's that's a joke. That'd be kind of mean, wouldn't it? To, to, yeah. All right. What? 
Okay, so all those links, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, if anyone's out there listening, uh, there's all my stuff. And I would appreciate if you could listen to it. Thank you. That means, I'm just going to say, you have to you listen have to, to listen this to immediately. Immediately, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go to drywall.ws slash drycast. Go to this episode, slash drycast slash episode 7, and fucking click all the links. Look, you need to at least have your bather on your on your hard drives. Bare oh, yeah. Please. I'm going to download everything off of everything that I can. Um, and also, but first I have to download uh, a flack of the Elliot Roger thing. <laughs> let me just... Let me just bring this up. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know uh, what sunbather was, but I was in the record store and I saw the sunbather record, and I like started laughing because like I, I, I just like thought of like birdbather, and I was like, oh my <laughs> god, just like this is this is where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually listened to sunbather, which is funny. And somebody like actually said like birdbather, just like they mumbled it in the mumble, and I started laughing really hard, and I just made birdbather. <laughs> That's that's a great story. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is everything that I've made has a somewhat simple story behind it. Oh, and there's one more link I should actually hold on. You can see on the side of Bandcamp there's a there's a link for like additional albums. There are some albums that are, aren't that are not on my Bandcamp because I took them down just because I don't know. There's some stuff I think isn't good. There's some stuff that was good, and I don't feel like uh, legally safe to keep it on uh, you know Bandcamp. There's just a lot of reasons why i've taken these things down but yeah i get it there's um a full discography of all of my albums and descriptions and stories of why i made these albums and stuff so that is actually really cool i i definitely want to check that out i say that i mean that might like it's literally open to my browser window so <laughs> all right um well uh yeah definitely thank you for coming on i guess we should wrap up the podcast and every every dry cast we have to say something profound um so so here's what i've got uh charles was was a good man um but he's gone and we all need to get over it um jesus charles hashtag jesus charles all right i'm just gonna say that having spent the last uh 48 hours in a mitsubishi uh lancer evolution x I uh, am, am. I now know exactly why uh, bros uh, flock to this thing. Thank you. I I'm gonna go drink a Monster Energy. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Evo reviews coming out. Juke reviews coming out. Episode six should be out by the time. Well, it should definitely be out by the time you can hear this. Ruby uh, Falls. Uh, all the Ruby Falls stuff. There's actually, if you go to drywall.ws, seriously go to the new website and look around a little bit. Um. If you go to drywall.ws slash affiliated acts, all of Ruby Falls stuff will be there. So That's um, great. listen to it. Yep, immediately. Uh, okay, so I'm going to just close episode seven of Drycast out. Thank you for listening. This has been David Blue, Birdman, Jesus and Charles. Evo Kid. Hashtag Jesus Charles. Good morning. All right. So, <laughs> oh. It's time to die. It's time to die. I got, I got classes tomorrow. Nice. All right, I'm also gonna end. I need to end the fucking stream. So, to all of you streamers, Syrup has important things to do. We're gonna get in a rally car and try and kill ourselves. Oh, I actually did. Hawk is like, important. I did that like two, three weeks ago. Uh, 
my friend had gotten a new car. Well, not new. It's like an '80s car, but he uh he decided to go and like trash his like Saturn that was like really bad, and we just drove out to some cornfield in the middle of like central Illinois, and we drifted out and like did a bunch of like really like reckless hood rat shit. That's fucking car. awesome in a Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m. in the middle of yeah, 4 a.m. in the middle of a cornfield, and we just drive around in circles. And we drove up to um, what was it like? Those fucking wind farm. We drove to like those turbines at the wind farm, and we just stood underneath them. Those things are fucking huge. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> Saturn wind farm. Um, so. I thought you were gonna say that he got a '80s rally car, and I was about ready to get like really excited, like, "Oh God, what kind of like '80s rally?" Oh, never mind. But, like what? Saturn getting '80s you got a Saturn rally car. You got an '80s Corolla. Which... Is it... Oh, I'm gonna end the stream, a... by the way. Is Goodbye, streamers. Just...